0: This life study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. With us here today is Ron Kangas. Ron, it's a real enjoyment to be here with you again to fellowship around these classic messages from Genesis. We're headed today into a portion of Genesis that is full of types and symbols. Perhaps you could say something about interpreting the scripture using allegories.
1: We are well aware of the suspicion concerning allegorizing the Bible, and much of it is justified. And surely, we must not allegorize the Scriptures at whim. By allegorizing, we are actually endeavoring to interpret the types in the Scripture according to their spiritual significance with respect to the experience of life. A basic premise is that this portion of the word contains types. For instance, the dry land emerging from the death water on the third day is a type of Christ in resurrection. In keeping with this principle, we may regard the sun and the moon and the stars and the various forms of life as symbols of various aspects of the divine life in the experience of the believers. The controlling principle is that this chapter, as well as having a literal significance, has a spiritual significance, and the spiritual significance needs to be understood by rightly interpreting the types that illustrate our experience of Christ as life.
0: Thank you, Ron. That was very helpful. As we're pointing out in these broadcasts, the audio quality of Witness Lee's sharing reveals the fact that these are old tapes, and we do apologize for that. But because they are classics, we are very happy to be able to present them just as they were given. So let's join Witness Lee from the spring of 1974 for today's Life Study of Genesis.
2: Before we got saved, within us, there was nothing but a waste the emptiness, and the darkness. And then Christ appears within us. And from that, we have life. Hallelujah. We have the generating of life. That means we got saved. We have life. But listen, at that time, the life within us, it was life, no doubt, but it was so low. It was so low. And uh, it is signified in this record of Genesis as the life of the grass and as the life of the herbs that yield seed and as the life of the fruit trees. Maybe today you have grown up a little higher than the grass. You are the herb. And I hope then after another two months, you will be a tree that brings forth the fruit. You see the point? There is a kind of a degree. This happened on the third day. After this, on the fourth day, what happened was the appearing of more solid, stronger light. You will get more light. You got the light already. That was on the first day. But now you need something to happen on the fourth day. On the fourth day, not only the light came, but the light bearers came. And three kinds of light bearers. The sun, the moon, and the stars. The sun as you in typifies Christ. Christ is our son. Malachi 4.2 tells us that Christ is the son of righteousness. We can say the church as the wife, the bride of Christ, may be typified by the moon. The church today is the moon. And what is a moon? A moon that is something having new light by itself, but it has the ability of reflection. It can reflect. Hallelujah. But hallelujah, when there's no moon, the stars shine. Yeah. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, not only the sun, the moon, but the stars. Not only Christ, the church, but what? All the overcoming saints. You young ones have to realize you have to contact Christ. You have to contact the church. And you have also contact what? The stars. The shining saints. If you go into their presence, you will be under a kind of shining. That is what? That is life. Let me tell you, that light will help you to
0: grow. Ron, let's break in here and talk about the first section of today's message. Witness Lee says that to gain the growth in the divine life of Christ, we must contact Christ, contact the church, and contact the shining stars. Of course, we all know that we need to contact Christ. But why do we need to contact the church, and why do we need the overcoming saints? Can we not grow just individually?
1: Uh, let me begin with your last word, individually. Surely we need to grow in the Lord personally and in a sense, individually, that is, as particular persons. The problem is that we may use the word individually, but in actual practice, the word means individualistically or independently. That kind of growth if it really is genuine growth in the Lord, is contrary to the fact that we are members of the body of Christ. We are not isolated individuals in the eyes of God. We are members of the body. How can any member of the human body grow independently of the body? How can, for instance, the right thumb grow all by itself? Impossible. The members grow by being one with the body and by receiving the life supply of the body. So the principle here is that we grow normally when we grow with the realization that we are members of the body of Christ. Now we can go further and point out that although Christ himself is the light of the world, he is the light of life, When we contact Him, we surely receive the light of life from Him. We can do this one-on-one in our times of intimate and personal and affectionate fellowship with Him. However, if we limit ourselves to our private enjoyment of the Lord, we do not avail ourselves of the tremendous, and I use that word deliberately, the tremendous supply of life and light that comes to us not directly from the Lord but from the Lord indirectly through his body so we need not only the Lord the head we also need the church the body and we need to be enlightened not only through Christ but also through the church but what about this matter of the overcoming Saints sometimes the general level of light in the church may be rather dim. But among the saints there are some, they are like those in Daniel 12, the righteous ones who shine as the stars and turn others to righteousness. These are those who are genuinely mature in the life of Christ, who are crystal clear and transparent in their being. When we fellowship with them, we are enlightened not by so much what they say or do, but by what they are. The more we contact Christ, the Church, and the overcoming saints, the more light we receive. And the more light we receive, the more we grow in the divine life for the fulfillment of
0: God's eternal purpose. Thank you, Ron. Let's return to Witness Lee in today's life study.
2: In the fifth day a kind of hair life was generated. No more just the plant life. Now the animal life. Among the animal lives, some are lower, some are hair. Firstly, here it mentions the fish in the water. As a rule, the salty water doesn't grow anything. But rather, the salty water kills. But listen, the fish can be alive and live in the salty water. Oh, I tell the whole humanity, whole human society, is just like a big salty sea. Yet we Christians are still so living. We Christians who have the life of Christ just can live in this dark, evil society. After this, still on the fifth day, You have the birds, the birds are a kind of life higher than the fish, Yeah, the fish is gold. It can live in the dead water, but listen, the birds can what, can transcend. Uh, After you be a fish, you have to grow up to be a bird. (laughs) When your classmate will come to you, let us go to the movies, you just, No one can touch you. You will be so transcending. So! Who can touch you? Nobody. Not only you cannot be salted, you will stay away, hair, hair away from the salt. Then, on the fifth day, the cattle, the beast, came into being. You have to realize. The fish life is higher than the plant, and the bird life is higher than the fish life. Now, the cattle and the beast, these lives are higher than the bird. I quoted you two verses. One verse in Genesis 49 about the lion. Judah was likened as a lamb, and the lamb can do a lot of things. Am I right? Then I quote to you another two verses from 1 Samuel chapter 6 about cause to do a job to carry a cart with the art. I quote to you this verse to show you both the beast and the cattle can do something on this earth. Their consciousness is higher than the bird, higher than the fish. They can do something on this earth. Well, this is the point. We have Christ within us as our life. Starting from that level, that plane of grass. It will go up from the grass to the earth. From the earth to the tree. Then, I tell you, you will get on another plane. From the plant life plane, you will get on the animal life plane. On the animal life plane, firstly, you will be likened as a fish. And then gradually you will grow up to be a bird. Until you later on you will grow up more to be a cat.
0: Well, Ron, let's break in here. I thought that merely to have Christ within as our life was sufficient, but it's becoming more and more clear that this divine life we've received really needs to grow. Can you explain this process of growth a little more, maybe using some examples from the New Testament?
1: The nature of life is to grow. Just look around you, every form of life grows. If there's no growth, no development, we may rightly question whether there is life there at all. How odd it would be to plant a young tree in your backyard, and after 10 or 20 years, the tree fails to grow. Surely we would have the feeling something is wrong here, something is very abnormal. To use an even more striking example, suppose a married couple gives birth to a little baby, and the infant does not grow. That would be unspeakably tragic and abnormal. Life wants to grow. The principle is the same with the highest life, the eternal life, which we received of God through regeneration. This life, although it does not need to grow in God, surely needs to grow in us. When we are born of God, we are children of God. But according to the Lord's own teaching, we need to grow to maturity. I once visited a special kind of hospital and saw a lovely infant there in his crib. But I was actually horrified to learn that that little infant was more than six years old. It had not grown and would never grow due to some kind of serious defect. That experience left a deep impression on me. And the Lord has used it to remind me that it's sad if the believers in Christ end up their Christian life being old children. Maybe they have more knowledge, but the divine life they received has not grown in them at all much less grown to maturity. So growth in life is crucial. Regeneration is only the beginning. God's purpose depends upon and requires believers in Christ growing to maturity so the body of Christ can be built up, so the bride can be prepared to be presented to the Lord at his coming, and so that God's army may engage in corporate spiritual warfare to bring in the kingdom. So we need growth and we need it desperately. Actually, one of the burdens behind the life study and behind this broadcast of the life study messages is to release to the Lord seeking believers our burden concerning the growth in life. Oh, my dear brothers and sisters in the Lord, as a fellow believer, as a fellow pursuer of Christ, I would beg you, I would urge you to go to the Lord desperately that you may grow in life unto maturity, not remaining a babe, but arriving at the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. This is the growth that is for the fulfillment of God's economy.
0: Thank you, Ron. This really is our unique need today, isn't it?
1: It certainly is.
0: Let's go back to Witness Lee.
2: Husband, you have such a dear wife. The dear wife, firstly, will be the death water. Death water. Salty. Sometimes the husbands are also more salty. (laughs) Suppose you have such a husband or such a wife. I tell you, if you are a tree, if you are an herb, surely you will be killed. You will be killed by the salty water. But if you grow from the plant to a fish, I tell you, you can live in the salty water. Am I right? In the church I have, in the past, I saw many young men. Before they got married, they were so good. One day they got married, they all got killed. Killed by whom? The young husband killed by the young wives. The young wives killed by the young husband. Both are salty. They kill each other. But I tell you, I also saw some who had grown up a little bit. Instead of being the plant, they became the living fish. As wives, they don't care how salty, how hard the husbands are. As husbands, they don't care how hard or how salty, how killing the wives are. They still can live. After certain well, they were grown up from the feast to the eagle stage. You know what I mean? They always transcend to the heavens. I tell you, gradually, they would have more growth in life. Then they got to realize to fly away was not the hard life. Don't fly away. You have to produce some milk for your folks, and you have to bear your dear folks as a burden. When your dear wife would give you a hard time, don't say anything. You just put her upon your shoulder. Bear the burden. I mean it. Sometimes I was a real eagle, so easy to fly away. But up to certain time, the Lord told me, "Don't fly away. Stay. Stay to be a cattle. Either you produce milk to feed others, or you have to bear the burden."
0: Ron, in this last section, Witness Lee's very practical example of the application of the growth in life to the marriage life really touched my experience. Can you develop this, helping those of us who are married, with how to apply the growth in the divine life in our marriage life?
1: If you would go to a Christian bookstore, you will find a multitude of books on married life and family life. And I would, by no means slight those volumes. But I would be very surprised if you would find it written in any of those advice books that we need to be a fish who can swim in the salt water, and we need to be a bird who can transcend the situation, and that we need to be a laboring ox to bear the burdens Of course, I'm following Brother Lee to speak allegorically concerning our practical experience of life. Many in their married life care for who's right and who's wrong, and many disputes are forms of argumentation concerning who's right and who's wrong. But who among the Lord's believers in their married life goes beyond the issue of right and wrong to consider Is this a matter of life or death? Am I speaking death or am I ministering life? Brother Lee in his ministry applies the revelation of life in the scriptures to the day-to-day family life and married life. How shall we live a genuine Christian life in our married life? First, we ourselves need to be full of God as life. Sometimes a death situation will invade our household, but we may, so to speak, swim in it and not be touched by it. At other times, there may be a particular problem that requires that we transcend it, not outwardly by escaping, but inwardly by participating in Christ in his ascension and just soaring over the difficulty. But neither of these is the highest way in life to face the dilemmas found in married life. Eventually, we need to come down and labor lovingly as an ox. When our spouse may be out of sorts, what they need is not our criticism. They don't need us to withdraw into seclusion. What is needed is a loving bearing of them what the Bible calls bearing one another in love, bringing that one to God and bringing God to that one. We can see from Brother Lee's illustrations that his interpretation, his life study of Genesis is very, very practical. One thing is for sure, life is not a matter of attending a Christian service one or two hours a week. Life is 24 hours a day. Most of our Christian life is not spent in meetings. It is spent taking care of so many human affairs, especially in our married life and family life. The question is, how will we live at home? Will we live like unbelievers in the natural life? Or will we take under God's sovereignty the situation of our family life as opportunities to experience and and enjoy Christ as our life in so many aspects, the highest of which is bearing our spouse in love and ministering life to those whom we love. In this area, we all have a lot to learn, but we thank the Lord for a faithful ministry rooted in truth, but also testifying through experience that the divine life is for every day and for every situation.
0: Ron, I have nothing more to add except amen. Dear Lord, we give ourselves to
2: thee. Receive us into Thy wise hands.
0: Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. To contact us, please call toll-free 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Thanks for listening.